0: Welcome back to UFC Roundup. I'm Paul Felder, and we are here with my good friend Michael Chiesa. Listen, this is a man of his word, okay? UFC 291 is in the books, just happened in Salt Lake City. Michael, let's just get right into it, man. It's been a rough go for you in that last fight. Uh, You said you'd be here no matter what. Here you are. You are a fighter's fighter. You're a guy that has been there in the organization for so freaking long. You've seen ups, you've seen downs. How are you feeling? How's the body? And just let everyone know, like, not everyone gets to do this, right? We don't normally get to see a fighter days after, you know, a tough fight. We get to see the glory. We get to see the Instagram post. But we don't get to see how a guy gets to deal with a loss, right? It, it, it sucks. From one fighter to another, we both know, we talked a little bit before we started, that it it blows. There's no easy way around it. How are you dealing with it?
1: Well, <sighs> Obviously, if it was up to me, I would like to just tuck my tail and hide away from the world, but unfortunately, I can't do that and i and I will refuse to let myself do that. um You know, I'm just kind of really leaning on my friends and my family right now. I was very prepared going into that fight um, I just I've had this knack where sometimes I just let certain things get into my head and just mentally I didn't show up. I just, just to come right out and say it, I fought a little scared. You know, I was, Mm -hmm. I was a little gun shy. Um, and you can't be gun shy in this game. You got to go in there confident in your skills. And I just didn't execute the way that I was supposed to. And you know how, you know, how the MMA fans can be, Paul, they're coming at me in all different kinds of directions saying that I should retire and I should be done. And, know of course like you're be a broadcaster now and there's there's just so much so many so many things that people are saying um but it's just gonna sweeten the pot because i'm not done um i just didn't show up on fight night and trust me i i'm not going to be the guy to overstay my welcome but uh i'm just not done yet you know and and i have more to prove to myself and it's not even like i'm trying to go out i want to go out and chase a win that's not what i'm really chasing i just i I love to compete still. I just didn't show that at UFC 291. I didn't look like a man that wanted to compete in there. I haven't gone and back and watched the film, um, yeah. but at least I know where the adjustments need to be made. Preparation wise, I've never been more prepared. My weight cut was super smooth. I only had to cut five pounds. Everything was so good. Everything went so right. It was just this. So from right for right now, it's about keeping my body healthy and just working on this. So just working yeah. on my mind, making sure the next time I step out there, that'll never happen again. My hat's off. It goes to it goes to Kevin Holland for sure. Did he say some things after the fight I wasn't a fan of? No. Yeah. But guess what? I, you know, I, I I love it. I love the motivation that it's going to give me going forward. So you haven't seen the yes of me. You haven't seen the best of me yet. And, and that's what I'm looking to go out and do. It is just show the best version of myself. So I'll take a little time. And, you know, I'll get back in there hopefully by year's end or early next year. And I can't wait to prove everybody wrong. I can't wait to stuff in everybody's face. I can't wait to prove everybody wrong that I'm not done. I still have the tread on the tires. I'm still the fighter that I believe I am. And I just got to readjust some of my goals. I know that right now, being the, in the position that I'm in, hey.
0: This is for you, Mike. <laughs> I know
1: being in the position that I'm in, I can't talk about a world title. I'm I'm 0-3 in my last three fights. So it's just time for me to now sit down, readjust my goals, um, Come up with a game plan of how to right this wrong and get 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 everything going in between the ears and uh, show the world the true version, the the true best version of myself.
0: Well, it was clear that you were in peak shape, bro. I I gotta say that. I said, you know, I had a few friends over and I I must have said about five times I was like, Michael looks great. He looks <laughs> great. He looks great. So yeah. it just goes to show you and. As far as the, the haters and Kevin Holland, listen, yeah. I saw what he said, too, and that irritated me. I, I like Kevin Holland, but that was one of the few things. I'm like, man, that's not your freaking place to talk about such things. You got a W. You leave it at that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? That's not your business what a fighter should or shouldn't do after a loss. You'd stay away from that. Focus on what you're going to do next in the division. Yeah. Um, And again, like we talked about it before, the, the fight looked like, it, it was going to go the way I wanted it to go and we wanted to go, but that's just not how it works out. His takedown defense is on point, you know, and you talk about the mentality and we talked about how um, that, you know, the, the, between the ears is the most important thing so often. And it seems like you learned some good lessons, man. And that, that's all we can do, right? It sucks. You have fun, go enjoy your family, chill for a few days, do your thing. And I, listen, I know you're not done. I know that you've got more, than what you showed in salt lake
1: uh for damn sure so yeah uh, you know and that's the thing paul i put in a great camp physically i was as prepared as i can possibly i couldn't have been any more physically you were ripped you were going into that fight but that's just a testament to show you fans that sometimes it's all about this it's all about this and uh my hat's off to kevin i'm excited to see what he does next but i know what i need to do to get better and just because things didn't go my way didn't mean i didn't watch the rest of ufc 291 baby that was one heck of a card i did not expect the finish that we saw from justin Ah. and Justin poirier i gotta say this i feel like there was a size discrepancy i feel like justin gaethje looked significantly denser he looked bigger to me at least from my from, from my point of view my perspective my opinion i should say he just looked yeah. bigger than, than Poirier comparative to the to the first fight. And I think that if if that holds to be true, that means the power carried with it. Because that head kick was beautiful. Ooh. It was it, it's so crazy how that was the same finish that we saw at UFC the last UFC Salt Lake yeah. City card when Kamar Usman knocked it, or got knocked out by Leon Edwards. So it's crazy that it was the same finish for both of those main events.
0: And that their teammates, and it was Kamaro who got knocked out by Leon in that same manner. And then Justin, training with Kamaro then goes and pulls off the same damn thing from the opposite stance. And shout out to the production team and Zach Candido and the guys running the truck and getting those highlights up. Because, I mean, that's quick thinking from everybody there to, to run that back, to realize that in the moment. That it's like, hey, the last time we were here, this all went the same way. They had the packets, put it side by side, man. We were sitting here, I didn't even think about it. You know, I knew that happened in Salt Lake City. I didn't even think about it at the time. Um, Epic, man. Justin Gaethje, dude. I feel like a lot of us thought with all those battles that he had, all those wars he's had in the past, that maybe he was never going to really obtain that belt. Dude, I don't think so anymore, man. The way he looked in that fight, he's still getting more creative. He's almost fighting smarter now. I, I think this version of Justin Gaethje... Could could potentially pull off that belt. He's been in there with Oliveira now. There's still Islam out there, and we'll see what's going to happen with them. I I I like his chances in potentially at least definitely fighting for the belt again. Then there's the other thing. Real quick, before we move off of the main event, Michael, what are your thoughts? I saw that there was a little talk of, well, they're one and one in this mm-hmm. in this, you know, uh back and forth. Is there a trilogy? Is that something we want to see? Do we just put the BMF belt right back on the line and run it back as we wait to see um, if Charles is going to end up taking out Islam. Is Islam going to retain his belt? Does that fight end up happening? Does somebody get hurt? What do you think?
1: Well, here's the beauty in the trilogies. It's always going to be there. So there is no rush. That's true. This trilogy now, because we know Dustin Poirier is not going to get in there with just anybody. He's only going to fight marquee fighters. He's only going to fight guys on the A-list. You know, that short A-list of pay-per-view stars in the UFC. He's only going to get in there with guys like that. So I think the trilogy will always be there yeah. if Poirier wants it. Because now it kind of depends on what he wants. And it depends on what happens with Justin next. I remember there was a time when Justin Gaethje first got in the UFC where he said, I'm not going to be here for very long. Like, he made it sound like three to five fights, something like that. And maybe if the the first one he loses, he knows he's going to lose bad. So he'll hang it up then. Well, guess what? (laughs) That didn't hold to be true because here he is now to get one title fight, to get one shot at the undisputed title takes a lot of moving parts. It takes a great winning streak. It takes luck. It takes timing to get two of them. It's like you got to exponentially multiply how many outside things go into that outside of just winning. Now he's on the cusp of getting to fight for the undisputed title for a third time. And he is so deserving of it. I feel like more than he ever has because of the way he finished Dustin Poirier, the way he looked against the yeah, those two fights together. He has never looked better. And it really makes me think this might be the best version of Justin Gaethje that we have seen. And that's crazy to think about because he was talking yeah. about his exit upon his entry to the UFC. So I... there's a lot of fun things you can do with Justin Gaethje. Well, the good thing about Justin
0: Gaethje is there's no non-fun things you can do with no. him. No matter what you do with him, he's bringing the fun. And shout out to Dustin Poirier, yeah. probably top three, maybe my favorite fighter on the on the roster, other than you, Michael Chiesa. Um, I, the guy is class. The guy is everything I like about MMA. About Fighting spirit. So I just want to give a shout out to Dustin for handling that like a goddamn class act, like you always are. You know, he's already said I've, I'm i already winning. I've won in life. You know, uh, he's from nowhere in Louisiana to be in the superstar that he is today. So Dustin, we can't wait to see you again. We don't know what's going to happen, but buddy, you can hang it up today. And every time I see you, I'll buy you a beer. No get, no, no doubt about it. Um, Absolutely. With that being said, we got to talk about this. Coman Potan is at 205 and. He looks like he belongs, Michael. And shout out to Jan, because this was a very close fight. He had a good game plan. I just think damage was probably the deciding factor. Round one, he showed that he can get him down, he can control, he can get some damage. But here we go again, where these close fights, it it, it just shows you how important it is to the judges these days that you cannot just get a takedown, Michael. You've got to get a takedown. You've got to do something with it. Listen, it can be... Submission attempts, it can be, you know, taking somebody down and hurting them or controlling them or gassing them out. But you cannot just hold somebody in position and win a round if you were outstruck and and absorbed more damage at some point during that round.
1: You know, and the other thing, too, is with Jan, it was body language that you could tell that there was fatigue. Judges, Judges don't give and take points based on fatigue, but the body language leading into those wrestling exchanges, it didn't look good. Um, uh-uh. but who the hell am I to say? <laughs> but, um, you know, but but it just looked like Behata looked more composed. You know, as the fight started to kind of unravel, he looked a lot, little more comfortable as fatigue was setting in. And it makes the way a fighter absorbs, a, a, the way it makes a look, it may, the way a fighter looks when they absorb a punch is a lot different when they are fatigued. There's a lot more body movement. They look a little more rattled than maybe what they really are. Um, but it just it, it. for me personally, I like seeing Alex win this fight because I feel like it makes for a lot more fun fights. I've just been salivating at the idea of a Yuri Prohaska versus wow. Alex Pahada fight. I think that fight would be so good. And I know Jan versus Yuri would have been great as well for the European market. But for the fans, for the violence, Yuri versus Alex is the fight to make. And the MMA, God's blessed us with that split decision win, so we will see. It looks like, because they're doing Uncle alive and Johnny Walker in Abu Dhabi, yeah. from what I hear, sounds like we're going to get Yuri and Alex. Uh, let's go. It let's go. Let's effing go, for sure. Yeah. Just two
0: serial killers on either side of the cage in their own right. I mean, Yuri yeah. with his samurai intensity <laughs> and living in the woods and snow-covered forests. And uh, Alex just, stone face. he looks like he's made out of stone that dude his yeah. expression does not change i think dc might have gotten him to smile a little bit in some of the interviews they did uh leading up to 291 and you know altitude showed itself yet again we talked about the fatigue and how yad looked yeah. and all those wrestling exchanges it, it it took it took a huge toll and I don't know how long he went there, if he went there at all to prepare, but you could see throughout the night which fighters had done some altitude training and, and which hadn't. And um it's one of those things, man. Salt Lake city is an amazing place, but it is at elevation. It's like fighting in Colorado. You've got to, you've got to be prepared. Also, yeah, we've got well, to give gonna...
1: people a little context before we move on to the, to the, the Derek Lewis knockout, you need four, three to four weeks to train at elevation. So while a lot of fighters went out there, a week early, a week before fight week, it's like, that's not enough because that first week you're going to feel like crap and then you'll kind of start to feel normal. And then by that time you're fighting and it's still yeah. not enough. You need three to four weeks at elevation to truly acclimate and get the adaptations required for your body to perform at a higher altitude.
0: And here's the thing. That's just to acclimate. So yeah. here's the problem. Everybody's like, oh, they trained at altitude. They're going to be in better shape. no. <laughs> If you live kind of like what you did, Michael, which which I've praised you for throughout these roundups that you lived at higher elevation and slept at higher elevation and then trained slightly lower, but still at elevation. So you're Mm. getting all of your recovery in altitude and then pushing your body harder because you're able to because you're able to breathe better down at the lower elevation. Um, So if you're training at altitude, you can't push yourself. If you're not adapting to it, it's yeah. after those three to four weeks. Okay. Now, so you'd want, if you were ideally, you're going to try to really benefit from altitude training. You would need to do months at altitude, not just weeks. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we're going to talk Derek Lewis in some of our five rounds here. There's a question that's going to come up, but dude, just real quick. Black beast does it again. Takes the short <laughs> off We'll get into that in a little bit. I I, I, He came through again and just, Mm. we wanted this, right? We needed this Derek Lewis to show up again, and man, he did. But we'll we'll get into that later. Let's go over Bobby Green and Tony Ferguson, okay? There was a pretty bad eye poke. And Bobby has had a tendency to have some fouls throughout his time. Yeah. Um, Whether it's on- The James Krause fight, the nut shot. Bad one. Bad. That's the nut shot fight, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do do you think, I mean, I don't know if we can ever answer this, right? We can never truly answer this. If it was on purpose, Tony obviously feels like it was. Regardless. I don't think it changes much. I think Bobby's on his way to winning that fight. No matter what. Listen, we love Tony Ferguson as a fighter. And again, I've mentioned this before with Kevin Holland talking about you and this, I don't think it's anybody's place to really tell somebody when to hang it up, except for when it's becoming really sad and kind of obvious. 0 um, oh and he, 6 is a lot. He oh does and 3 not, is one thing, 0 oh and 6 is a lot. Bro, and he doesn't, and now he's getting submitted by, yeah. by guys like Bobby Green, who are not necessarily yeah. prolific submission artists. Mm-hmm. He doesn't look the same, Michael, not even by a long shot. He physically just looks like he has aged mm-hmm. over the last few years. Yeah, and i worry about the shots that he's taken at this point it's
1: one thing if you're in super close fights but you're getting you're getting crushed yeah i think for for one when it comes to bobby green with the eye pokes it's a very bold statement to say somebody committed a flag yeah that's what i mean like that's that's a really tough call um in tony's entitled to his opinion of course me personally i know bobby green pretty well and he is not that type of guy he's just with his style and the way he uses his weapons he's wild sometimes the fingers turn over this is a hand check-in head moving juking and jiving type of fighter so sometimes his hands get away from him and he has some fouls sometimes he lands some bad low kicks it just happens but he's not a malicious fighter for tony i gotta say this maybe what is also keeping him in there is how much people love him like when we were at the press conference In my opinion, he got the loudest pop out of anybody that took the stage. When Tony Ferguson came out there, that place blew up. Everybody loves Tony, and that might be something that's going to keep him going. And I'm glad that he has that love on his side. He deserves that type of admiration. But 0-6 is a lot. You got to remember, there's guys like Jim Miller who at one point were 0-4, and look where he's at now. That was four or five years ago. He shook it off, got back in there, and he's still competing actively and winning. But 0 and six that's a lot um has got to have some hard conversations with the brass and the family and the team nonetheless uh he had a great career so nobody I, I hate the recency bias in the sport maybe that's because i'm bitter right now because i'm riding three losses in a row as well but people seem to forget about all the great things you've done they just remember remember the last few um but yeah. people got to keep in mind tony ferguson at one point was not Just the baddest lightweight on the planet. He might have been one of the baddest dudes in the world, pound for pound. So, um, big shout out to Tony.
0: Yeah, no doubt. And again, you know, we're we're on here to to say it as it is sometimes. And I just think it's time. I I do. I think it's time. And I agree. Everyone loves him. And I that's a good point, Michael. I think that's you know you get addicted to that, right? You want to show up at those press conferences. You want to show up and have that crowd at the pay per view. But at some point. You, you got to worry about your mental health and your and your health in general. And,
1: and- I just don't oh, want and- – I want him to stay in, under the control. Uh, like this is going to sound weird until I finish it. I want him to stay in the UFC because yeah. I don't want them, them to cut him and to have David Feldman knocking on his door.
0: Yeah, fair I don't, want, I don't want that going. for
1: Tony Ferguson. I want Tony Ferguson's career to end in the UFC because that, he deserves better. He, you know, I know there's big paychecks out there and people will dangle that carrot in front of his face. I don't want that to happen. I want him to end in the UFC. That's he deserves that.
0: With that being said, we got five rounds because we asked you, the fans, to hit us up with all things MMA, sandwich, life related. Doesn't matter what it is. I would have posted
1: a fan questions tweet, but we all know what (laughs) I would have gotten. The retirements, the screw yeah. yous, the you got yeah. trailblazer, you got this, you got that. So, Paul, thank you for putting up a tweet. Man, question haters, effort.
0: Michael, haters <laughs> gonna hate, ainers gonna that. They, that
1: they will, that they will. They
0: hate us because they ain't us.
1: That's facts.
0: Let's go round one, Cody. Round one, buddy. <laughs> what are your guys' thoughts on Conor McGregor stealing Justin Gaethje's spotlight last night? Um, what did any? What did you expect? Yeah. If there's a pay per view, if they're within three weight classes of the man. He's going to tweet. It's just, it's what Connor does. We know this. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I just saw a thing that Dustin Dustin Poirier did an interview and he's saying he's got to pass the drug test. Justin Gaethje he said the same thing. It's all f- fun. It's all well and good. But this guy's not, and again, like he doesn't have to fight. Connor can do whatever he, he wants to do. I'm not. I'm not coming at him personally here, but come on, man. You're not, you're not even in the testing pool. You're not even trying. You're trying to change the rules. It's becoming a mockery. You just, you, you're you coming yeah. at any single fighter that does anything well just to keep the clout going. That's all it is. It's clout chasing. And he's the, yeah, he's the biggest superstar. But at this point, he damn well knows that until you get in there, man, everybody's kind of got an asterisk next to your name. You Like what? What's going on? Are you fighting? Are you what's? The, are you going to be on your yacht? the easiest is, way
1: to stay relevant without fighting. Yeah. Is just riding tweety. coattails of people that could potentially be your opponent by putting out some tweet that obviously is going to rile up your fan base. So yeah, that's what he's doing. And I'm just another fighter that's going to raise my hand and say, you can't talk until you pass the USA test. And yeah. you have Michael Chandler to deal with. You don't get Justin Gaethje. You don't deserve yeah. the BMF champ. He's on no. to higher-ranked opposition, Conor. You got to fight Michael Chandler. Plus, I want to see it. So,
0: round two. You got to fight Michael Chandler, and you got to <laughs> pass broadcast.
1: Who deserves a title shot, Justin or Charles? Does Behata deserve to be a title contender at 205, or does he need one more win? Well, I think that, for one, you already announced Charles, and Justin yeah. had already said before this fight took place this last weekend that he may need more time to recover. He was anticipating a five-round knockdown drag out brawl, while it didn't get to that, his body still probably needs time to recover um, from the camp. And then what was the second part of the question? It was is is Pejeda uh,
0: a title contender at yeah. 205 now?
1: Yes, yes. Pejeda is a title contender at 205. I think that it made him the clear-cut next guy, especially with the rumor. I don't know if it's true or not, but I did see there was an announcement from somebody that Magomedic Alive is fighting Johnny Walker and Abu Dhabi. So if that's mm-hmm. the case then there's only one guy until Jamal yeah. Hill comes back. It's going to be Yuri Prahaska and Alex Pahedo. When that remains to be seen, I think that that ball is in Yuri Prahaska's court, but nonetheless, I'm here for it.
0: Yeah, I hope he's doing well, man. Hope all that recovery from that shoulder is, we need some Yuri back, man. Mm. We need that strangeness. We need that yeah. strangeness back, Michael. I lo- That dude is out of his mind in all the best ways possible. And I I agree that is absolutely a contender. You go and you go and beat Jan Bahovich. I don't care if it's a split decision. Jan brought it. Jan brought the A game that night. He, yeah. he was able to get takedowns. Pajeda was still able to do damage. He looked good at 205. Hell yeah, we throw him into the mix. We all want to see this guy fight. Um, so yeah, I I'm in agreement. Round three. Round three. Is Derek Lewis yeah. the most entertaining <laughs> heavyweight ever? Yes.
1: he might be the most entertaining fighter ever yeah
0: i mean dude i was cleaning my pants (laughs) standing up in my basement living room clapping my hands when he took his pants off and ran around the cage i was like i didn't know how bad i wanted Derek lewis to win again but i realized it very quickly when he won that i was like oh god did we need this man to win fights and be that guy again and to have Joe Rogan come in and interview him again. Joe after. couldn't even keep it together. He was laughing so much. Dude, was so on the funny. broadcast, he was,
1: <laughs> he was peeing his pants, laughing at him. He oh man. And the cool thing about it with Derek is it's so authentic. Yeah. Like there's some people that have to put together like a stick or it's almost like a, a different persona. That's just Derek Lewis. That's just who he is. He's just, I think that even sometimes he'll say stuff to not try to make you laugh, but that's just who he is. Yeah. You know, he's just a funny guy and he's, he's a a complete package to me. He's one of the most entertaining fighters across any weight class. I mean, everything that went on from the moment that fight ended until his, he threw his cup in the crowd in the post fight speech ended. I mean, it was just, I was, I was in the dumps. Okay. Ultimate low for me in my professional career. And, and Derek Lewis found a way to bring me back up and put a yeah. smile on my face. That says a yeah. lot. <laughs> yeah, he's
0: the man. Definitely, definitely, without question, most entertaining heavyweight oh, in and
1: in and an, in, an, in and outside of the game. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Round four.
1: What's your stance on the weight cut? What should have, what what would you have done? What Steven Thompson did? Should the UFC pay him a show money? Is he going to end up getting Shabkat or Hamza? now? Is punched for not taking the fight? Should he have been able to predict this? Okay, first and foremost, Stephen Wonderboy did the right thing. This happened to him in England against Darren Till, and he ended up losing that fight by decision. Was it hometown cooking? Yes. But for Stephen Thompson, I respect his decision because that's a big guy. Michelle Pajeda is, bar none hands down, the biggest welterweight on the roster. So for that three pounds for him is a lot comparative to other welterweights. So for Steven at his stage in his career, he doesn't need to go out there. He's already put himself in harm's way enough as it yep. is as a fighter. But for him in his age, he's very well aware, you can tell that he knows if he loses this fight, he's going to fall way down the ladder. And this is a guy that's strung together a couple wins, you know, or no, he I think he's just riding one win, the 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 Kevin Holland win. Yeah. Either way, he's on he's on the upside in his career at 40 years old. What's you're not going to take that unnecessary risk against a guy that missed weight that was unprofessional. He made the right decision. I don't think he's going to get punished. Hamza Chamayev is fighting Costa in in Abu Dhabi, and Shavkat Rachmanov is fighting Kelvin Gastelum on this on the Mexican Independence Day card. So, safe to say, they'll do right by Wonderboy. Maybe a Jack Della. They're going to put him in fun fights. Yeah, they should not punish him for something he did not do. he he did everything he was contracted to do he showed up on weight and the fact of the matter is as much as we wanted to see that fight that card was so stacked it could take the loss so it's not like he pulled out of a co-main event or a main event he was just he was just another guy on the card unfortunately and that was an amazing fight but that's just the reality of the situation so i don't think he'll be punished
0: i i think unfortunately that the the punishment is what we just talked about it, is the fact that even though he had made weight and opted to, to not take that fight, which I am in complete agreement that as soon as I saw that, as soon as the news broke, I said to myself, don't take the fight. Yeah. That guy is humongous. That guy missed weight by a significant amount of weight, which means he's going to rehydrate up massive. And Steven Thompson is not a big welterweight. No. He probably walks around what 10, 15 pounds max over that weight class. Yeah you know he probably doesn't even see 200 pounds ever Mm -mm. so to hit for him to fight that guy and he's trying to get back in the you know get a win streak going yeah i mean i just think it's unfortunate he didn't get paid he should have got paid his show money in my
1: opinion i have a feeling they'll i i don't think that they'll stiff him like that i think that he will get something on the back end
0: i just i hope so i hope something right i think they probably said listen we're not going to give cuz steven steven probably makes a good chunk of money do you know what i'm probably saying makes a
1: lot of money that's probably wasn't so settled easy like i wouldn't be surprised yeah. if maybe they don't if, if some
0: kid on the prelims you <laughs> had that same thing and they're going to give you 15 it's like okay
1: you're probably probably it's hits you your count on sunday you know so yeah. i think that for steven it's like they got to negotiate what he's going to make
0: yeah I'll bet there yeah. was some back door deal where he'll get a discretionary to be like, all right, and then we're, let's get you back. Let's get you back in camp. Let's get you on a, on, on a card soon. Let's get and you get and to Jack Della in Sydney. I'd love that fight. I, I think Jack would love that fight, he, he, especially do. after that close fight to Basil where, yeah, I think he went into that one thing and he was going to smoke Basil. I've trained with Basil. He's a strong bitch, man. <laughs> he was strong. Sumbitch. As hell, and, dude. That guy looks and very he, he strong. He brought it. You know what I mean? He took every, yeah. every advantage of that opportunity. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so that's how we feel about Stephen Thompson. We can't wait to see you be- get, get back on a, another car, Stephen. Round five. How much money would it take you to do a shoey from Derek Lewis's cup? God damn it. If I was in that crowd that night, it would have been for free if that cup would have <laughs> landed in my hands. If I happen to be holding a nice cold Modelo and that cup just comes landing and I, let, I grab Derek Lewis's cup, I'd be drinking. I, I just imagine it's like this big, right? Like this big, I'd have done a goddamn shoey off of that thing right then and there for free. Well, or for the price of a beer. If Derek Lewis yeah. is like, I'll buy the next five modelos for you. I'll put five
1: of them in that cup and drink yeah. it if 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 a beer in that cup ended up in my hand as I was crying my way backstage after <laughs> Kevin Hahn, I probably would have done it for free too to drown my sorrows of what just took place. But hey, teach their own to each their own
0: <laughs> All right, guys, that
1: that's two ninety one.
0: Let's, Sorry we were a little hear. long
1: today, people. I had to do some venting. I'm on a it's cheap good, old laptop because I left mine yeah. at the airport. Um, <laughs> I've just had a string of unfortunate events. But before I let Paul sign us off, for the people that love me and have shown support, I can't thank you enough. For the people that want to talk crap, take Bring that. Can't wait to yeah. prove you wrong. And uh, uh, this was very therapeutic for me. I feel a little better getting a laugh off the, the crappy performance I had the other night. Yes. And we love you for that,
0: Michael. Thank you for doing this, uh, for keeping your word. And I I know it's a tough time when you're coming off an L, but eat, have some drinks. We know it's a little early for you, but uh, I told you by noon, noon, I give you permission to (laughs) to start back up again, if you, if you'd like. And, um, but yeah, guys give, give a shout out to Michael for being a man and, and just, you know, taking it on the chin. This is how this sport is. And he's, uh, he's a vet and he'll be back. And we'll be talking about a W soon enough. And don't forget Hagen font this Boom. Saturday, guys it's going to be an Epic man, uh, Saturday night. So from all of us here at roundup, enjoy the fights this weekend and we'll be back soon enough. Michael. Thank you.